This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. The Bastards are back for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are a part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When the Red Sox are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I am Charlie Smith coming to you from Providence, Rhode Island. I do apologize that my energy level is a little bit lower, struggling with migraines. So for those that have quick fixes for migraines, I would love to have you Send me those uh, bits of information to Smith underscore MLB. Uh, joining me tonight, we have Job Goddard coming to you from our nation's capital by way of Newport, Rhode Island. I am unsure which room he is in today. It could be the bathroom. It could be the bedroom. It could be the car. It could be the roof. I do not know. Job? I'm actually coming to you from the basement of my parents' house in Newport, Rhode Island. A uh, little trap for Father's Day. So I'm switching it up on you, Charlie. No bathrooms today. Basement today. Basement today, but in Newport, which is nice. So not nation's capital, Newport. So we're in the same state, and I just found that out. That's adorable. And I'll also join. Even again tomorrow. As as you would, right? Uh, also joining us tonight, we have Terry Cushman in Myrtle Beach by way of Windham, Maine. Terry, I'm going to assume you are in Myrtle Beach, or excuse me, yeah, you're you're gonna be close to that because that room looks pretty familiar. So you're yeah, not somewhere else. All I'm right. definitely uh, in the studio or the man cave, whatever you want to call it. But Joe, I would think like a a basement uh, in Newport is like uh, is like a major upgrade over like uh, a penthouse in Lowell, Mass. It might be. It might be. I'm happy to show you, gentlemen, and I know that the listeners can't see this, but I'm happy to uh, to show you guys where I'm, where I currently am. You know, you can see my little, my little couch that I'm sitting on right here, and I got wetsuits and uh, couch cushions for the outdoor couch and stuff like that lying around me. So, I'm trying to stay in style here. Wetsuits are a sitting, little random. He's, <laughs> he's 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 sitting uh, on oh, my bed when not, I go it's visit. It's not random, Terry. It's it's the water is 62 degrees in June, so you need the wetsuits all winter long. Gotcha. So we are uh, we're gonna do a good old fashioned episode of some some hot takes. So, uh, Job, if you would be so kind as to hit us off with your first one, please. Sure. So we're gonna start away from baseball for this one because I have been going back and forth with this listener all week talking about Top Gun Maverick. If you haven't seen it, see it. It's my official commercial uh, for the episode. Lori says at March Madness, Tom Cruise is the last of the true movie stars. Uh, and then she talks a little bit about the Scientology aspect, which if you don't know that, 
Uh, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. He's got some strange views on life. But I think he is the last of the true movie stars. I don't think that's much of a hot take. Him and Tom Hanks seem to be the last two real box office draws of their generation. And uh, you two gentlemen will probably agree with this more so than most. They don't make good movies anymore. They pretty much only make superhero movies. They don't make any standalone movies with budget. And people go to see the characters rather than the the movie star at this point. It's right. not the case with with Tom Cruise. Yeah, you're 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 not too far wrong on that. I mean, Tom Hanks hasn't done any. What year were you born? Ninety seven. Oh, 98, my friend, 98. 98, okay, cool. So Tom, I, w- I was close. So Tom Cruise had a lot of really, really good movies in the early 90s that you were not around for, but he's had a couple movies that you have been around for that you were very little, so you might not have seen. But Tom uh, uh, Tom Hanks, excuse me, Tom Hanks has been a star for as long as I can remember. Tom Cruise, the same thing. Um, Tom Hanks was actually in the news recently for a you know, not-so-pleasant moment, but not his fault. There were some, some paparazzis around that accidentally bumped into to Rita Wilson, his wife, and it caused quite a scene. It it was yet another incident that, you know, made Tom Hanks one of the most um, talked about people on Twitter. He is one of the biggest box office stars in the history of film. Uh, if, if he's in a movie, you're going to go see it. Um, most movies now are remakes, they're redos. And like you mentioned, superhero movies or it's uh, supernatural movies. So similar to superhero, but it's just like those with powers or, I mean, it's it's not necessarily those with the most talent. It's whoever's the most attractive. So, you know, sex sells for lack of a better term. If you're good looking, you don't have to be a good actor. You can be on TV. Just think of any teenage heartthrob actor that was in film when they were 18, 19, they weren't good at acting, but they were pretty to look at. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Movies just are, are, are not really good anymore. And my favorite actors are all 60 and 70. They're not 20 and 30 because they just, they're, they're not, they haven't had the amount of, of they, they even have, they haven't even gone through the proper training. Like some of these other actors that have been, you know, studying in England for 15, 20 years before they're doing this professionally. Method actors are some of the best actors in the world, and people have no idea who they are because they don't do films all that regularly. Daniel Day-Lewis is an incredible actor. I don't think you could name four movies that he's in. Um, but yeah, to your point, Tom Hanks is is in that, you know, the dying breed group of the actors that people, you know, the newer generation, they have no idea. I don't go to the movies that often. I probably will to see uh, the Top Gun Maverick movie. I think the last movie I went to was The Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix, which was phenomenal. I think he got several nominations for that. That was fantastic. Yeah. And um, my favorite movie of all time uh, is The Departed. I, I think a lot of people would probably have that Great in their movie. top 10. Yeah. Number two on my list actually has Tom Cruise in it, uh, and I think it was released in 1993, called A Few Good Men, had an all-star cast, Kevin Bacon, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, um, to name a few. Uh, Kiefer Kiefer Sutherland uh, was also in it, Um, but 
I can't disagree with Lori's take. I, I think Tom Cruise is one of the last great actors. I love the Jack Reacher movies. Uh, those are a couple of his more recent ones. Um, the intensity Tom Cruise has. Yeah, he's a little bit, you know, I don't want to say crazy for his Scientology um, views, but most brilliant actors, musicians, comedians, they all have some sort of a complex. So I'm willing to, uh, to let it go for Tom Cruise, but I'll probably give it another week or so before I go. Cause I cannot sit in a crowded movie theater. It's got to be at at least like 30% capacity. Oh, uh, look at that. Terry. I didn't have you pegged for a COVID guy. Uh, I'm de- I, that's not it at all. I just don't like, I'm, I'm just teasing. I don't like crowds. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up for some COVID, whatever. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll boost some natural immunity, uh, you know, in the system. But, uh, yeah, so good take by Lori. Uh, my first one, uh, I'll, I'll go Red Sox one since my second one isn't, but first hot take, uh, this one was submitted to us by real Jack on Twitter. And he says zero Red Sox pitchers will reach 10 wins. The bad news there is uh, Nick Pavetta is already at seven. How many is uh, Michael Walker at? He's got to be at at least five, five or six. Six. Six wins for Michael Walker. So I think multiple uh, Red Sox pitchers are, are going to get above that. Uh, Nathan Avaldi uh, should be back uh, shortly. I think he'll uh, probably get into the 10 to, to 12 bracket. Yeah, he's at four wins right now. Tanner Houck has four wins. I don't know if he can notch quite that many uh, as a reliever. It's hard to do when you're pitching out of the pen. But um, at a minimum, Michael Waka and um, Nick Pavetta will. I yeah. think this iteration of Nick Pavetta might go for twenty. He might he might be closer to the eighteen to twenty range. I know twenty is where we we put elite starters. So the top of the game starters don't even always hit twenty. I think Nick Pavetta might have a shot if he wins his next start. He'll have eight wins in June, uh, in what would be thirteen starts, I believe. So. If he makes all 30 starts, I think he's got a shot to 18 to 20 wins. I I don't think he's got a shot for 18 to 20. I think he's going to probably be more in that 15, 16 range uh, because there'll be a little bit of regression. We also are starting to see him heat up with the weather starting to warm up as well. Once it starts to get cold again, are we still going to see this level of productivity or will it be similar to what we saw in April, which was not a pretty Nick Pavetta, um, which we were talking about on the last show. He's still going to have over, over 10 wins. Duh. No kidding. Uh, I talked about this, um, I think last show. And I thought that uh, Tanner Houck was also someone else who had the possibility of getting 10 if he, uh, or if, and when he goes back to the uh, rotation. Um, so my take is from Will Kowitkowski, and that's at Will Kowitkowski 2. I apologize if I'm butchering the name. Wendy's over McDonald's. Um, 
I don't eat McDonald's. I, I don't eat fast food anymore. But when I did, Wendy's was a special treat because they did a crispy chicken sandwich, which was absolutely lit. And they had this little Mc, uh, was not McFlurry? They had a frosty. What was the frosty? Yeah, because McFlurry was McDonald's. Um, it's pretty much all the same. Like all the the little the, the dessert cup things are the same. But um, I think Wendy's is definitely over McDonald's. I absolutely agree. McDonald's is garbage. McDonald's fries are the separator for me. Uh, McDonald's over Wendy's all day, twice on Sunday when I'm hungover. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go with McDonald's for me. I think that is a terrible take that Wendy's is better. <laughs> he's only saying that because he's upset at me right now. I I'm taking McDonald's out of the two. Um, typically, I'll only eat uh, that type of fast food if I'm like running late and I just need something now and I'm gonna eat it while I'm driving. Like that's that's well, when that's I old people for you. <laughs> yeah so that's when i typically uh go to mcdonald's i'll get a double quarter pounder usually splurge and uh, get an apple pie i will say though that there's a lot of wendy's commercials down where i'm at right now and the, the frosty is looking really good <laughs> so that's their ice cream i also want to say i do i i think this would be considered fast food but since i moved down here to South Carolina, you know, I you've got all these other chains that you just simply don't have in the Northeast. And I have developed a little bit of an affinity for Bojangles. Um, they're almost entirely fried chicken, uh, depending on whether you want a sandwich, if you want legs and breasts, you like almost KFC style, or you can get the chicken Supremes, which are chicken tenders. But the reason why I like them is they're the breading is spicy and I'm, I'm a big fan of spicy foods. So, um, that's why I can't do it. I'm a big chicken guy, but spice knocks me over. So uh, I like Chick-fil-A for that, for that reason. That's my go-to fast food. Never, if I can get never it. been in Chick-fil-A, never yeah, been to Chick-fil-A. They have them down here and the drive-thrus are always backed up. I, I'm a picky eater, which you guys may or may not know, and uh, I hate mayonnaise. I don't want mayonnaise on anything, and uh, I think Chick Fil A oh, is yeah is big on that. But, but yeah, but officially, I'll take McDonald's. Uh, I think you're both saying McDonald's. Job's saying McDonald's because he's upset at me, and you're saying McDonald's because Job's upset at me. So. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to say that only the French fries are better. Otherwise, I think I don't even know if Wendy's has a dollar menu. It's been so long since I've been to eat anything fast food. Uh, well, therefore, your take the, doesn't really apply, Charlie. Come on now. Health see, nuts don't get to decide between Wendy's and McDonald's. See, do you Joe's go to Subway? Subway? Do you eat there? Uh, I like Subway. I, I haven't had Subway in probably three years. Oh, okay. So you just don't eat anything like that. Yeah. I mean, well, Subway's not fast food. Well, kind would you of. call it fast food? I'd call it fast food. Yeah. Uh, would you call Chipotle fast food? Um, I put that kind of in no. the same category. What's your so vice, way, Charlie, then? Fast food. Like, what's your vice as far as food? God, like, I I don't know. I think I'm probably, like, the worst person to ask this now because now I, I'm, I'm more of a healthy eater than a junk food eater. I, you know, make food before I go to work. 
Um, salad. No, no, no. I don't eat salad. That's for like rabbits. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. To those that like salad, I, I just to don't the vegan eat, crowd. No. I, yeah, yeah. To the I, I don't mind salad, but like that's not gonna be my go-to. Like I'll never order a salad when I go out to eat. That's just stupid. Um. I don't know, like, what's what's everybody's favorite candy? I think mine's Skittles. I have to say, I think because I honestly like I don't remember. remember I like Reese's. I think it's a big Reese's guy, like peanut butter. Oh yeah, I would if there was a competition for who could eat the most Reese's cups. I don't know if I'd win it, but I would. I'd be the first one on the sign up sheet. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'd place in that in that competition. Yeah. Well, Joe, well, you and Job are both bigger than I am. Oh yeah. You guys are like I'm you guys are much chub- taller. I'm the chubbiest guy on here. Anyone's taller than you. Jo- here let's, we go, let's Joe. Let's be fair now. Here we go. All right, we're gonna move on to the next one, Joe. What's your next hot take? Oh, I'm sorry, Charlie. I I didn't mean to to go that far. I just got I got riled up. Riled up. Got a little riled up. I you're apologize. That was out of line. Uh, my fine, next hot fine. take is that either Danish. Sorry, Mara, and I didn't write down the third name, so we're just gonna have to go with it. We'll be DFA'd in the coming days. I'm gonna go with yes. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the last show, but Norwood, the kid that we just traded for from Philly, is gonna need a 40 man roster spot. Somebody's gotta go. This listener thinks it's going to be somebody on the pitching staff. Oh, Brazier was the last one. I'm gonna go with yes, and I, I don't think it's gonna be Brazier. I, I don't think it's going to be Danish. I think Sonny Mora might be the guy. I got to see what Danish is making this year because uh, Sauer Mora was a two-year project for the Red Sox. He gets paid like 3.1 this year. Is that what his contract is? I believe so, yes. So after this, he's done anyway. So at this point, we're a third the way done. So we're, we're kind of throwing $2 million down the toilet if we were to do that. I'm just going to quickly take a look at Danish right now because Brazier's not doing great. Sal Moore, oh, excuse me. But he Brazier got, has the pure speed on the fastball. That's my thinking. Right, anyway. right. I, you know what? I think Sal Moore is the one. I think you're right. So it's 1.6. It was it was 3.2 total. Over two years. Right. I thought it was 3.2 per. So, um, yeah, I think Salamora. I think yeah, I'm gonna uh, stick with Job on this one and say it's gonna be Sawman. Um, that's that that makes the most sense. Uh, Danish is still too too green. He's you know he's a little bit younger than Salamora. Salamora is like he's middle aged. He's like 34 in baseball. That's middle aged. So uh, yeah, we're 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 gonna go that route. I actually think it's gonna be Phillips Valdez that gets the axe. Oh, I would hate that. I love Phillips Valdez. I would love it if Same. it's Sawamora because it just annoys me how much Alex Cora seems to trust him, especially with runners on base. So for him to be DFA, that would uh, kind of make my day. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, we're going to lose someone off the 26th man roster. Uh, so it, it's just... Uh, without having the actual 40 man in front of me, I'm not sure who else on it. You could, you could, DFA. I mean, there's a couple of guys in Worcester that you could probably move on from as outfielders. But I think Charlie made this point, not this show, but the last show. Um, we have a lot of guys that are stuck at the top of AAA and yet don't have room for them at the major league roster. So Charlie was absolutely correct. We're going to have to move some AAA prospects here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I must be up. Yep. 
my next hot take was submitted on Twitter by JP, and he says documentaries usually stink. And I agree. I disagree, man. Uh, on Netflix, that's the thing I like to watch the most. Um, a, a couple recent ones uh, that I've watched, I don't know if they're new or not, but The Bleeding Edge on how um, how unregulated like medical devices often are, which lead to all sorts of complications. That was really fascinating. It was just a one episode you know documentary uh the bad vegan was also an interesting one on this massive new york city scandal surrounding a restaurant um another one uh, you know if you're not a big government fan uh tread uh was another one i i can watch those all day long i i mean i, I don't mind a good movie uh pretty much netflix is all i watch as far as that stuff goes so um, but I'm a big documentary guy. I like docu-series. Like if there's like four or five episodes, I, I like counts. those better than the movies. Um, if that counts, then, then I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, Charlie, what do you like? Oh man, anything docu is good. Um, if there's anything series related on Netflix, I'm going to chew that up. There's, uh, some really, really good, um, like, uh, not thriller stuff, but it's like mystery. You're talking about like the staircase? That was a good one. No, there was like I didn't uh, see that one yet. Oh, um, Terry, if you haven't seen that one, you got to watch it. It's about the the guy who pushed his wife down the stairs and like sold it to the cops that she fell for oh, years boy. and years and years. That was great. Wow. Did, did you ever? Did you guys ever see the uh, the series Don't F with Cats? Hunting. I've heard about that. I heard it's really messed up. It's 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 incredibly messed up. It's based on a true story. The uh, I don't want to you know for those that haven't seen it. It's it's pretty gruesome and what's crazy was i remember this video of this individual making its rounds on um kaza way back in the day it was like what came after napster people were like down it was like it, it was around that time like that video was being shown and streamed and, and all this crazy stuff there were websites that you could go on and you could you could like look at it and the name was what rang a bell because the video i don't remember but the name i remember because it was so unique the show was incredible. That was something that as soon as I started it, I didn't stop. I watched the whole thing. Um, there are a couple shows like that where you, as soon as you're done, you just have to keep watching. It's like uh, it's like Stranger Things. Not a docuseries, but Stranger Things. You'll go right through it. You'll just pound through that show. Um, I like the murder mystery shows. They have a lot of good docuseries um, out there. So, um what what about you, Terry? Did you did you mention that you you said you're a docu series, right? Yeah, like anything intriguing, um, I'm definitely uh, a big fan of. Yeah, um, I was just trying to think. There was another one I saw recently. Uh, uh, it escapes me. Um, yeah, the the bleeding edge is uh, coming up quite a bit here. I'm just trying. I'm just looking through the list of them all right now. Um, the Aaron Hernandez one, the, I think it's called the mind of Aaron Hernandez. That was phenomenal. Uh, I didn't see that. getting some of the insight from people that were close to him. Um, the social dilemma, another one, uh, really intriguing. I just, I love, I, I, I love documentaries. 
Oh, they're, they're good. There's there's some good ones out there, and I'm sure there's some some good future ones also that haven't come out yet, but soon. Yeah. Uh you also like that Formula One Drive to Survive. That was a. Oh yeah, but I'm a big Formula One person. I love Formula One. I, I uh, you know, when I when I watched the show too, it was it was interesting too because um, I kind of forgot about some of those racers that were with other teams, and you hear some of their backstories, and I didn't know any of their backstories. Uh, and my, my favorite racer is someone that has a pretty unique one, pretty special one. And that's something that, uh, I, I think is really cool. But I mean, when you think about it, you are literally a weapon. You are driving a weapon going over 200 miles an hour, whipping through turns and corners at like 56 G's. It's stupid, but it's incredible to watch. And for those of you who, um, haven't seen it. There are some races that take a lot more precision. You have to be a lot more diplomatic on turns. Like if you ever watch the Monaco Grand Prix, it's aesthetically astounding. It's gorgeous. Everybody is, you know, everybody's sitting on a boat. Everyone's got like a Ferrari. It's insane. It's like just, it, it, it looks like a dream. But that's the Drive to Survive show. Really worth it. If you if you're into racing, you'll you'll enjoy it. I'm not into racing, but Charlie's sales pitch is great, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> give, give it a look. Give, give the first season a shot. Um, Wait, one last but, one. It just came to sure. mind. Evil Genius, um, kind of a murder mystery, uh, has tons of twists and turns, and even when the thing is solved, it continues to take twists and turns. That is a docu-series. I think it's a four-part uh, series, so check that one out as well. Cool. Um, all right, who's next? Joe, did we get your... Yeah, we your, your did next. indeed. Oh, you, you, got my, you got my fun one and my busy one. It's up to you, Charlie, to bring That's right. All right, so this is from Mike underscore Baron underscore. Uh, both Bayo and Casa start next year with the big league club with extremely, in capitals, minimal time this year. I actually don't think that Bayo and Casas are both going to be here. There's a chance that maybe... Bayo comes up, although I sincerely hope that neither one of them do. So I think that there's a very good chance that they will get called up probably in June, similar to what the Pittsburgh Pirates were doing with uh, O'Neill Cruz, and they're going to use the development excuse, and that's just to prevent both of them from get uh, you know achieving Super 2 status. Um, but I think next year is going to be the year where we see them. I don't think they're going to do anything this year. That's just my two cents. Uh, Joe? I also don't think we're going to see either of them this year. I think there's a chance that, that Tristan Casas makes the team next year out of camp. He will be 23 years old, pretty young for a prospect, but he's not going to – and he might make September call-up uh, when rosters expand if we need a lefty bat, but he's still working his way back from an ankle injury. We haven't seen him in double A or triple A in, in about three weeks. By the time I think he's healthy and ready to contribute to the team, it'll probably be September. At that point, do they really need to call him up and, and make things happen, force things to happen for him? I don't think so. I, I think there's guys that they're comfortable bringing up in September call-ups. are going to be Duran and Ref Snyder. We've already seen those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ref Snyder specifically is in pretty good uh, at getting on base since we called him up. So I don't think we see Tristan Casas as far as do we see the next Pedro Martinez? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think we see Bayo 
uh, this season at all. I think with Bayo, it's going to be dependent on injuries. Uh, if Evaldi goes down again, if Sale or Paxton have a setback, I think it will at least slightly leave the door open for Bayo. I think it's a lot more likely that we'll see Tristan Casas this year, especially if Bloom doesn't do anything to solidify first base at the deadline. I know Bobby Dahlbeck has been showing some life. He was three for eight in the last series. He's and he's some... two oh five. I mean, come on, he's terrible. Well, he was down in the mid. You know, like he was down around like one fifty eight for a while. So he's worked hard to get it back up to you know two oh five. So. I'm not saying he's going to sustain that. I, I think the jury's still out on Franchi Cordero, who has cooled off uh, quite a bit. So if Casas comes back and starts tearing the cover off the ball, I wouldn't rule out an August or September call-up. Uh, it will be a little while, though, because Alex Cora said uh, today, Sunday, um, to the um, the beat writers that Casas is not yet close to returning from that ankle injury he has. So he's a big boy. He's about 6'5", weighs 250. So an ankle injury on a guy like him versus, say, a guy like uh, Verdugo, who's a lot smaller, um, you know, you're looking at vastly different timetables. So hopefully... Ankles can be tough. Yeah, exactly. And we know Manny Machado, as I said on the last show, is going to miss some time with a pretty bad sprain. So... Uh, hopefully they, they get him back together again and he, um, you know, gets off to a hot start. Summer's a a good time though, to, to come back. I mean, with the, you know, the hotter air, the balls are going to be flying a lot more. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a much more favorable atmosphere, uh, for him. So I'd say 50% chance at least for Casas at some point this season. And uh, I think that was the end of it. I got to get one more in. Um, my good buddy, uh, Kayla, who goes by Mama KK on Twitter, says uh, Elon Musk is taking over the world. And you know what? I'm here for it. He can't be president. He wasn't born here, but but he's making a lot of uh, a lot of other impacts uh, recently bought Twitter. So um It'll be interesting. That's on hold. That's on hold. I don't know if that's official. I think last I checked, uh, it, I it think was... there's still a board hold of board holders meeting, but he'll yeah. make it official. Okay. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. I I saw something yesterday or the day before that makes it uh seem somewhat imminent. Uh, he just met with um a lot of uh, Twitter uh, employees. So that meeting was, I think, last week. So, um, and another headline here: Musk aims to ease concerns in address to Twitter workers. So he's, you know, he's in the final stages of it, I would say. But and he's obviously made huge strides in the in the tech world, you know, with Tesla and the the space program and yeah, all SpaceX. that. SpaceX. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So cool. Uh, want to uh, get Kayla's take in for sure. Uh, Joe, was there anything else you want to add to that one? Uh, no, I think Terry pretty much covered it. 
Cool. Right on. We uh, we do want to thank our loyal and dedicated listeners uh, for all of those that have the opportunity to listen, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. We, again, want to thank you for your support, and we look forward to having you share your points with us in an episode soon. Everyone else, take care. <laughs>